welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we smash apart the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe into one-minute chunks so we can analyze them in scrupulous detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Road to Infinity podcast. Hey, and I'm Rob Cabosco. And Kyle. Yes, sir? Who's your favorite nursery rhyme character? Ooh, boy, that's a good one. Um, I like, uh, I like, uh, uh, you know, I like the the Goldilocks home invasion. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. There's there's been lots of different variations on that, so... (laughs) Home invasion. Uh, I also like the uh, the original version of Red Riding Hood, where uh, they are they're still alive inside the wolf and have to get <laughs> they get cut out and they just leap out of his stomach. Oh, brothers Grimm, you had some real stuff going on there. I I did not know where this was gonna go. That's not where I, <laughs> I had no idea. Okay, so I have three. Oh, okay. The butcher, the baker, and the candlestick. Maker. Okay. Okay. So my my favorite nursery rhyme of all time because it was tied to a toy. I had the 1972 Fisher Price Three Men in a Tub. <gasps> oh my God! I had that too. It it was the tub. Yep. It was oh it was uh-huh. the greatest thing ever. Right. Yeah. We had the little flag yep. and it was the three of them. Yeah, okay. I love that yep. thing so much. And in case you're wondering, I'm talking about the classic nursery rhyme, Rub a Dub Dub, and here it is. Rub a Dub Dub. Three men in a tub. And who do you think they be? The butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, and all of them out to sea. Well, we didn't put people to sleep there, so it's very soothing. Like, <laughs> what the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker. Okay, so I thought about this because there's a reference in this minute. And the reference is Humpty Dumpty. Mm-hmm. Okay, so character, English nursery rhyme, it was probably a riddle, right? And I, when I was thinking about this and I did my little bit of research, I was mm-hmm. intrigued by something I found. Oh. Because here's the deal. Humpty Dumpty. Okay, so what is this nursery rhyme? The, the mm-hmm. classic version from 1954 is Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Sure. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. How terrible. All the king's horses and all the king's men. Hooray. Couldn't put Humpty together again. Oh, twist. You know what's amazing about that? It's a good story structure. Wait, it's great structure, great rhyme. Mm-hmm. In nowhere does it say that Humpty Dumpty is an egg. That's true. And yet, in almost all pop culture, he's always portrayed as an egg. Wait, not just an egg, an anthropomorphic egg. Yes. Which, if you're wondering what that means, that means human features yeah. on an egg, right? Even even in uh, Alice in Wonderland, I think they meet, or is it Alice in Through Looking Glass? They through meet the Humpty Looking Dumpty, Glass. And he's an egg. Yes. Which I just think that's that's hilarious when you think about that. Yeah. You know how did what did happen there? And here's the deal: like the subject of the egg, it's never it's never obviously said. The thought is is that people who've studied this think it's well maybe it was a riddle. So the riddle was he's an egg. The, the uh, answer is oh he's an egg, right? And uh-huh. it, this goes all the way back to like 1870. It was in a uh, James William Eliot's na- uh, National Nursery Rhymes and Nursery Songs. An amazing wow. That's a, a, a tome yeah. that you'll want to pick up at some point. And there's whole various theories on what is the uh, the metaphor. What is this meaning? Some people, even in the early uh, 20th century, thought it was maybe King Richard III of England. Who knows? But here's my big here's my big closing on this. As I close our... Okay. I don't think we'll ever talk about All nursery right. rooms again, right? No, but, I, but I'm enjoying this TED Talk. Do you like that? <laughs> Do you like... All right. Well, here... Well, it's about, it's about to blow your mind. Why? Because okay. here's what I'm going to end with. Uh-huh. This sentence. He makes an appearance in Lewis Carroll's Through the Looking Glass. Oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to step on and your punchline. And is referenced in Taylor Swift's The Archer, which Ooh. includes the line, all the king's horses, all the king's men couldn't put me together again. And that's right. 
in this minute, I have referenced Lewis Carroll and Taylor <laughs> Swift in the same sentence. Wow. I don't know where to go from here. I don't think you need to rack your mic. I like, that's think it. that's it. <laughs> what up? Hang your jersey. It doesn't. It doesn't get weirder than that. You're listening to this at this point, like wherever you are, right? And you're and you're going, what? What did these guys smoke? Did, yeah. How many times? How many of you have looked down at your player like this is the Marvel movie minute? Right? What podcast is this? This is in Ted laughs or at Ted some talk. point they're going to mention a superhero, right? <laughs> what is happening? You'll uh, see. We'll talk yeah, about it. Because yeah. we're we're in. Because uh, yeah, the, really it, for for me, the the longer we delay talking about this minute, the 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 more joy will be in my heart. Because uh, I'm 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 going to be a wreck by the end of this. Well, one no, because, because something something incredibly horrifically sad for you happens. That's right. Plus, in minute, here in minute eighty five of the Incredible Hulk from two thousand eight, directed by one Louis Leterrier. So we pick up where we left off, where stuff's getting loaded on a helicopter. That's right. We just see we see you know Betty just going to walk in and sit across from Bruce. Uh, they 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 see, and then we cut back to uh, Major Spar. Now in the lead scene, we saw that she actually got orders from General Ross to oh, go and talk to yes. Stearns. But in this, she's just there. So like, and just she make the assumption, behind. right? Right. So she is interrogating Stearns to find out what is going on. So uh, she's saying, "Are you telling me you can make more like him?" And she, he's like, "Oh God, are these." These people, I can't. Why can't people understand this? He's like, no, not yet. Which I love. It's just like one followed by the other. Like, oh well, eventually I want to, but no, I haven't figured out yet. Um, He said, I, I sort of had a few pieces, but it's not like I can put together the same Humpty Dumpty. (laughs) Which again, I thought was an interesting. I know it's a such a weird turn of phrase. I love it. Like all the way he talks is so strange. He says, he was a freak accident. The goal is to do it better. Which is like, so many red flags right oh, there. But yeah, this totally. is exactly what Spar wants to hear. Right. Sort of. I mean, because it's like, oh, you're you're wanting to do what we want to do. Okay. So and she says, so Banner's the only one. And that's where it's up. And that is her final line in this movie. Because at that point, Major Spar is shanked by Blonsky. We hear a metallic shrinking kind of sound. She drops out of frame. We hear her body hit the floor. And Blonsky is standing there. And he says, she's an annoying bitch. <laughs> which apparently was a, was a Tim Roth ad lib. Which annoys me even more because it's such a dumb line. Wait, and they okay. kept it in. Hold on. Now that is totally crazy because I wanted to talk about... One, where does that come from? Right? Because in the theatrical cut, the two of them almost never interact. Well, now you are assuming, though, he's maybe heard the conversation she's had with Ross. Maybe. Maybe. Well, you know, you could take in, because we've talked about how the relationship is interesting between the two of them. Yeah. And and no, you know what? Like, when you go back to the, the conversations he's had in the helicopters when they went on the first mission, I can actually kind of see that. However... Knowing that it was ad libbed, mm-hmm. what does the person who's playing Spar think when she hits the floor right? and goes, "Dude, like, really? Like, what's the, the deal with that?" Is? Yeah. <laughs> so what? And, and so and so exits my favorite character from this movie. Oh, Major Spar, the pipes, the pipes are calling. Oh, <laughs> you just pulled some Danny boy. You right? just because went- that's public domain, baby. Wait, hold on. It is? It predates copyright. Yeah, and here's the thing. Like, Danny Boy, Danny Boy is, if, if, go and listen to it. Like, listen to the full song mm-hmm. because it's beautiful. It's incredibly tragic. 
it's basically the soldier telling his wife, girlfriend, right, significant other that, mm-hmm. I, listen, I'm going off to war. I'm going to die. Please, yeah. I want you to make sure you come and you come to my grave and you mourn me. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's We always think about playing it like on St. Patrick's Day, and I'm always like, dude, that's like that's fun. Yeah, like, no, 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 like, yeah. No, like to have another beer. Don't. Like, yeah. Go go turn, put on some House of Pain and just leave yeah, Danny like, Boy for now. What are you doing? Uh, wait, wait for Pop Pop's funeral. We got we got jeez we got a okay major spar this was major spar yeah she came along with she she did everything that was asked of her she she was the the consummate soldier never let anything rattle her she was always by his side she's working for wackos right yeah working surrounded by crazy people she was the only level headed woman in the room. She got chewed out by her boss in front of yes. like half of the military of the East Coast and still just kept on going. Succeeded everything, every task she was given, you know, right up until the end when she got shanked by one of her own soldiers. I'm going to, I'm just going to say this right now. Hey, anybody, yes. anybody from Disney Plus is listening. You listen to That's this right. moment right now and you listen good. You want an episode of What If for season two? <gasps> Let me tell you what the what if is. She hears Blonsky coming behind her. She turns around. She plugs him in the head. That guy's dead. And then she goes to the professor and says, I'm up. Oh, spar, spar. And can you? Okay. Dear producers of What If, I will write that episode for you for free. That would be unbelievable. One American dollar. I will I will write the entire script for you. How many? How, any amount of revisions you yeah, want. I mean, are you kidding? That would be great to have it like that. <laughs> that she's the one that, that not Wait, the abomination, but turns into. Oh. That is a golden episode. I don't want really to do this podcast anymore. I just want to go write that episode. Well, no, no, no. Write the episode, and I mean, okay. Not only one is it amazing. Two, it gives a little bit of love to this movie in the MCU, which I don't think anyone would argue no. that's not a bad, you know, that's not a bad thing. Right. It gives you a okay. You've got William Hurt. You'll get William Hurt. You'll get Major Spar. Right. Mm-hmm. You'll get. You'll have a reason to bring Ed Norton and Liv Tyler even in. Right. Well, well, that's, what? That's the like hashtag. Where is Betty? That's the, the one of the biggest unanswered questions. We know where Major Spar is. She's in Arlington. I'm guessing. Uh, but where is Betty? And this is a chance to answer all that stuff. To bring bring it all, everyone in. Bring the whole family back together again. Don't let this movie be the green sheep of the family. I'm telling you right now. You started right now. Hashtag what if spar. <laughs> what if spar. I like it. Justice for spar. <laughs> we, Justice oh, for spar. That's gonna, that would be incredible. No pun intended. Yeah. But... <laughs> Well, pun intended. Let's right. let's intend our puns from here on. Yes. Right? All right. I'll try. To, I'm sorry if you hear. A, I'm sorry if you hear a crack in my voice as we continue this. I will try and, oh, and muster my strength sorry. in honor of the late great Major Spar. Rest in power. Uh, amen. So uh, we we switch back to. Uh, this is interesting because it's Tim and Tim. So we're gonna to have to be very specific when we talk right. about who we're the rest of the scene. It must have been super fun to direct. Sure. Uh, Tim, I need you to not step on Tim's lines. Is that you? Is it me? Is it you? Is, I think it was Roth. you. I think it was me. Roth. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's uh, uh so um, Stearns says, "Why are you always hitting people?" <laughs> 
It's really kind of funny. It's true because like maybe because like they're there and like you know, he uh, Blosky came uh, rusting in and just started slapping Bruce around. Well, isn't though though <laughs> throw and they threw a Betty and I mean, but that's an interesting character moment in that. Yeah, I've seen insane stuff over the last twelve yeah. hours, right? Yeah, and I just saw someone get killed in front of me. Right, and I'm oblivious to that horror. Yeah, I just want to know, dude, why all the violence? <laughs> Like, what? <laughs> what's going what? on with you, man? Like, what's what's what what is this? What's happening here? Or is, or is it because he likes what he sees? Yeah, right. So, the, but the next thing that happens to him is that Blonsky puts a gun in his face, <laughs> and the great line is coming up. Uh, right, he says, "Now, what possibly could I have done to deserve such aggression?" Which is such a constructed, labored sentence. I yeah, adore it's pretty it. Good. Yeah, like, <laughs> why? Yeah. But it's like, but it's like now what possibly could I have done to deserve such aggression? Like whatever do you, bro? And that's where you get punched in the face just for saying yeah, that. Right? That's why cuz yeah. you. <laughs> Once again, basically this whole aside from the from the 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 horrific death, the worst death in this entire movie. Right. It's basically a conversation between you know, it starts out two people and it shows two people. That's that's all it is. Uh, so it's like it's we have to parse out the nuances and stuff too. Right. So what Blonsky says is really interesting because of how it can be interpreted. He says it's not what you've done; it's what you're going to do. Which, if anyone has seen a time travel movie, knows that's the part where you get killed. Right. <laughs> like it really. I mean, and the way he says it too, because he's growling, he's sweaty, he's all like, the, like basically, it's like, oh, you're here to murder me so that I don't make more hulks. Okay, yeah, I get that, but that's not what he's because I mean, it really sounds like Stearns is about to be executed. Like, blam, right there, and then that's it. Two dead bodies on the floor. Uh, but no, he says, I want what you got out of Banner. I want that. And so suddenly, light bulb goes off, and oh, Stearns. Yeah. Total demeanor changes and goes, oh, like we're on the total same page. Like, and I love it because I've always been more curious than cautious. That's it. Right. Right. Nailed it. And this exactly, and we see it in action right here because at that point he absolutely does not see the gun anymore. He could care less that he has a gun in his face. All he sees is a test subject. And okay. That's amazing you just said that. The one thing that I thought was so interesting about the the choice of the composition of the scene, the lighting is done in a way that the gun is so close to his face mm-hmm. that his nose is obscured by the shadow of the gun. And it's absurd because that's not, I mean, okay, you, you ch- purposely chose all of that to where, as I was watching this, you know what I started to realize is I'm not focusing on the gun. Hmm. I'm focusing on the shadow, the shadow of a gun. Which, you know what I mean? Like exactly what you just said. I don't know yeah. if that was I don't know if that was intentional, but no, I'm not scared of this because it's not it's nothing but shadows to me. Like mm-hmm. I now see we can work together. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. it becomes like, oh, and that's the point where he stands up too. Like obviously right. there's a guy, crazed dude who just murdered someone standing in front of you with a gun in your face, and he just like casuals anything like stands up because he's already scientifically evaluating him like right. oh this is a different conversation and he says you look like you've got a little something in you already like yeah. as a scientist he can see oh you've done some augmentation like you you know he's seeing more than just you know sweaty junky guy like it's like oh there's a little bit of a extra little spice you put in your uh, system so Blonsky says I want more you've seen what he becomes right and Stern says, I have, and it's beautiful, godlike. 
Uh, oh, there we go. We've went, we've entered into a different complex in yes, this minute. Exactly. The two of them are just like, they're right. Oh man, they're like all of a sudden two Hulk fanboys fanning yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Blonsky says, "Well," and that's actually where the yeah. minute ends. We don't that's get to hear ends. the end of that sentence until eighty-six, but it's okay. All I'm thinking about is the injustice of Major Spar. Justice for Spar. You know, like, and when we said uh, she does one more movie and retires from Hollywood, so well, she's about to come out of retirement. <laughs> that's right, because we're gonna her role. we're gonna need her voice. Come on, everybody! Oh, that's so great. Rally, rally, Christina Cabot, you you were done wrong. You know, we're no. doing this again. That's right. Justice well, there you for go. Spar. All right. Yeah. Well, this was this was an interesting interesting this last was, couple of minutes. It's it interesting, yeah. So like we're obviously uh, things things are about to get big and green here, uh, and the minutes go by um, as as we uh, move towards the inevitable confrontation. So I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. As we as we move on, and uh, you know, we bring this week to a close. What you, off uh, recording here? We've talked about all the amazing T-shirt designs that we have in, in mm-hmm. mind, right? I yeah. hope we can get them by the time you get to this episode. I hope that we have some of them on there because let me tell you, that day. And I would hope, I would hope this is what I'd hope for. Can we secure, when this episode is made for Disney Plus, mm-hmm. if we can secure just the merchandising rights? Oh, yeah. Just say, listen, let us have, you can have it all, right? Sure. We just want the merchandising rights, okay? And and lo and behold, we have a place where such merchandise could be purveyed. Oh, that's true. Uh, we have, you, is it that a word? Purvey? Uh, we purveyor. are the purveyors of. We're the purveyors of. <laughs> we're, we're purveyors who are purveying? Come, buy our wares. Uh, all right. Well, we have stuff, but we do actually have merch. <laughs> so you can find all of these wonderful designs that we've done, plus uh, other ones we've done for all the other shows here on the Next Reel at nextreel.com slash merch. Check it out. Get a phone case. So we will see you back here for minute 86. Uh, wipe your tears away and uh, let's see if we can uh, help save the world with our, our big green friend. Hope you had a smashing good time. Until next time, true believers. What if? No, I'm just kidding. Bye. <laughs>